Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. Can you hear me now? Yep, I hear you. There we go. There we go. All right. It's official. It's official. How are you doing, my brother? What goes it? How goes it, sir? Excellent, man. Everything is absolutely beautiful. I'm excited, charged up. Life is good. Opportunities are materializing left and right. All kind of dope shit just falling into our laps. This is the way. I'm enjoying it. This What's is going? beautiful. You, you, well, <laughs> me? Oh, me? I've been getting phone calls. I've just oh. been getting phone calls nonstop. <laughs> they oh, won't man. fucking stop. Bruh. 7.30 in the morning. Yep. Me too. Well, so, now I'm kind of pissed because she didn't call me till 7.50, so I guess I'm chopped fucking liver. She called me yeah, after yeah, she called I'm, you. Yeah, I'm the catch here. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she called me incessantly a little bit earlier. And you know what? And and the first time I picked up and I was just, you know, um, ¿Quién habla? No está. You know, <laughs> hoping that she would just, you know, go away. Oh. She didn't do it. So then when she kept going on and kept going on, and she called me by my full name, <laughs> which I didn't like. Mm. So that immediately <laughs> was like, oh, bitch. What are you, what are you, okay, okay, okay. Booyaka shot. And then I just hung up. And that's and that's all there was to it. And then I just, and then there was about 42 calls in a row after that. And, you know, I, I love my phone because I got a feature where I can still listen to whatever podcast I'm listening to, and the phone won't even ring. Mm. Don't even I like ring. That. You're not even disturbed. I don't even know you're calling. But go ahead and tuck yourself out. So hopefully, hopefully we can get our um our our guest in the future to elaborate on this. And you know what? And eventually I want to have her on the show. And matter of fact, she might end up being third mic. She she I might hope have so. she she could be our Robin Quivers. Yeah, or, I think or so. our Angela Yee. Yeah, she definitely has the makings. Of a uh, of a smart mouthed third mic, because uh, you know I told you last when I last time I actually answered the call, all she said to me was "That's your nigga now." <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's pure comedy. It's pure comedy, and I have oh. to say, so yeah. I did lie to her unwittingly. As you Un- no, it was unwittingly because the oh, first okay. time. Of course, the we all use aliases here to keep everybody's anonymity intact. So it never occurred to me who she was talking about. She said a name, and I was like, I don't know nobody by that name. Because I didn't. You know, I know Doobie. Right. I don't know that right. name. So she's like, you sure you don't know this person? Why are they sending you pictures at this time? And why are they sending you all these texts? And I'm looking at the message. She screenshotted me. The, the, first of all, she screenshotted me a picture of all of the incoming and outgoing text messages and pictures and all this <laughs> shit like that. And I can't even figure out how to find that screen in my phone. Like, I don't even know how to find that information. But she found it and she saw my number in it. And I, I thought my phone number got cloned and shit. I was like, I, listen, I have no idea how my number got into this string of things. Nobody was sending me no pictures. I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, are y'all gay lovers? I'm like, lady, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your your husband. I don't know. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the next time, 
she sent me a text message again uh, accusing me of sending pictures and all that shit so i said yo i, I want a formal apology when you figure out that this was the the wrong number and then she called me again and said that's your nigga now and i was just like oh god you you going hard and then oh, she shit. called me eight times this morning eight Love times me. in a row in about six minutes oh. so she was heated about something and uh i don't know what it was i don't know what ticked her off this morning but if you call somebody you don't know eight times after telling them that they can have the person who <laughs> already told me is my I nigga thought, i thought you said i could have him he's mine now he's what do you mine. think we're doing right now he's mine you calling me eight times if he's mine i don't get it i don't get it so that's troubling well yeah yeah one can only hope that all of our guests bring us this much entertainment oh, wow. after an appearance i mean this is this is more than we could have asked for. And you did get outdone because the great legacy, the profound, was told, uh, well, you have AIDS now. So, I oh, mean, nice. I mean, that's, I mean, yes, he's your, you know, now. But if, 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 the, if you get the call and said, okay, you've been sleeping with my husband, now you have AIDS, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's the coup de grace. The funny, the funniest thing about that, and like I, this is also hilarious. She seems to have a theme going here. When you send somebody a cash app request, threatening them with something that you both know they didn't do, where is the pressure in that situation? It's like, <laughs> there's no pressure. Like, I know I didn't do the thing. You know I didn't do the thing. So what are we even engaging in right now? You know? Oh, no, no, no. She's shooting shots in the dark. And this, and this goes... This tells me that she's she's in a place mentally or she's been through some sort of trauma where she just thinks that this is commonplace. Like, if I throw a rock, I'm going to hit a child rapist. Like, that must be that must be what happens. So she just assumes, like, it's a long shot, but maybe you've slept with some tiny children or some prostitutes with AIDS, and I have the pictures. And, maybe. Right. Maybe <laughs> you did. It's a shot in the dark. But I'm gonna ask you for a thousand dollars and put myself on record in Cash App as trying to extort money out of you, which it could be a felony. I don't know. Mm. I've never dabbled in extortion. It's amazing. But, so yeah, I mean, if nothing yeah. else is entertaining. Excellent. You know what it reminds me of is uh is this movie the un uh the untouchables from back in the day about uh Elliot Ness and the whole, you yeah. know. The whole mafia thing. And there was a judge who was giving them a lot of trouble when they were trying to convict Al Capone. And he went and whispered some shit to the judge. And then all of a sudden, the judge changed his whole tune. The thing goes in their favor. And his partner was like, what did you say to him? He said, I, I told him his name was in the ledger, too. And they were like, his name wasn't in the ledger. Like, hey, this guy, it was, you know, I took a shot and it worked. He was like, yeah, you know, because they had the ledger of everybody who was on the take. I just told him his name was in there too. And his boy was like, but it wasn't. But it worked. So I guess every now and then some shit like that might actually work in your favor. But not with this. No. Yeah, that was that was good. That was that was funny. Uh, listen, I'm happy to be involved with something like this. This is some shit the Manosphere 
is is ranting and raving about constantly. I never get a look at it because I live a very sheltered and privileged life when it comes to women. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm very sheltered, very privileged. I've been off the market for a very long time. So there's a lot of shit going on out there I have no clue about. And, I, and, and to be honest, I have a very um, pretentious and privileged opinion of most of it. I'm like, just don't marry the wrong bitch. Like, that's what, that's how I feel <laughs> when I hear people enough. complaining about this stuff. I'm like, yo, just don't date these. What are y'all doing? But, you know, you can't, sometimes you don't see this shit coming. Sometimes little things that you might not know as red flags manifest over time and shit just gets worse. There's a lot of ways to end up in this situation, especially after speaking to the brother. He don't seem like somebody who's just aloof, some simp who's just out here taking all kinds of shit from everybody. He don't strike me as that kind of person. So if he's caught up in this type of situation, I kind of feel like it could happen to anybody if you're not like super diligent and super like, and, and that's not a way to be almost like when you approaching relationships like i think we're being dishonest when you're telling people to set all these traps and these intellectual things that you have to do to be no no not many people are really doing that you dating somebody y'all hanging out you start banging pretty often next thing you know you live together like shit that that slippery slope happens fast so yeah. i can't necessarily say that i was super calculating like i thought i was but i was like i was kind of just chilling and hanging out and then next thing you know we've been together five years and we got kids it's like it's not always super deliberate is what i'm saying sometimes you're just hanging out with somebody you like so right. i could totally understand i get it and um yeah this shit's very very entertaining i'm hoping i really really hope that we can get her on the show or get some, I mean, it's, it's, she's a wild little rattlesnake. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work, but it, it would be very entertaining to get her on the show that she's, she's awesome. And in, in the worst way possible, but it's, it's awesome to, to be able to get a glimpse of some shit like that up close. Up close. Yes. Yes. It's, That's it's wild. insight into something I've only heard about or seen in movies. I've never dealt personally with anything this crazy yeah this yeah, I, absolute over the top i'm calling all the numbers in your phone i called the phone company i got the phone bill i can't see the text i can't see the picture messages i can only assume they're of your dick and i can only <laughs> assume if the number leads to a man you must be fucking dudes but it is at there's, there's no <laughs> There's no scenario in my mind that you would have any reason to send a picture to a friend. Never. It has to be somebody you're fucking. Even if historically you've never indicated me to, to me that you were into this sort of thing, I just assume, I just assume, you know, yeah. you are. So, And I've yeah. never been so adamantly accused of something that I didn't do. And to hear the disbelief in her voice which is, is comical. Like, all you can do is laugh. I can't be offended because I know I'm not involved in no shit like that. So I can't be like, bitch, who you think you like? I can't get right. mad. But she was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, all right. That's your nigga now. <laughs> like, <she was> like <laughs> completely like, I don't believe shit you saying. You're having sex with my husband. <laughs> so it's, it is. It's entertaining. I can't be mad at her, bro. I mean, she brought... Some spice to my life. You should have said, bro, I was in the kitchen cooking beef stew when I figured it out. <laughs> I was I was in the kitchen stirring a pot, and I was just like, oh, shit. The name hit me because you had messaged me 
this person wants to come on the pod again tonight. And yeah, you yeah. used the name. And I was like, oh, that's who it is. And yeah, so that was amazing. I'm, I'm glad I got a glimpse. So hopefully we can get him on to explain his his side of it as much as he wants to, because I'm sure this right, right. We don't want to delve an open this wound. Yeah. Like, this is some bad shit. But he seems to be taking it pretty well. You know, he's like, nah, son, she's just a moron. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, didn't yeah. say it was anything Machiavellian or calculated. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's, dude, she's telling, she has no idea who you are, but she knows you did bad things and she asked you for a G on Cash App. It's like, yeah, now that I think about it, it might be more more on the mastermind. You might be right. But I don't know. I don't want to insult her. But I mean, it just break it broke up the monotony of my week for me. And it was such an exhilarating feeling because it, it it's up until now totally unbeknownst to me. To be accused of something that you're so far removed from that you can't be bothered by. Like I remember you know, if you get pulled over by a cop and well, I think you did this. Or, you know, rumors start circulating at school, like, oh, well, I didn't do that, but what if people just start thinking I was involved in that? You know, to have that feeling of like, well, maybe I messed up, like the judge. The judge is like, fuck, I have taken a lot of bribes. I don't know for sure that I took bribes in this situation, but I might have. So it's a possibility. But to just be there and under this accusation and it's so far removed from the truth, it's like, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious, and it's it's just it's a unique feeling. I've never, I've ne- it's almost like an out of body experience, like yeah. you're you're literally talking to somebody that's not here, yeah. and I'm just watching you do it. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's and it's so like um, I guess this is what the what the young people call ratchet. You know, it's so. like I it's... think that's an applicable term. Yes, sir. <laughs> And look, I shouldn't be enjoying it as much as I am. It's a lot of trauma involved here. There's a lot of bad sure. behavior, a lot of disrespect. There's a lot of boundary crossing. There's a whole lot of shit in here that I don't personally co-sign, but it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I can't look away. It's, it's one of those, it you know, the, the train wreck kind of things. I can't look away from it. I don't want to be any more involved. Like, so I'm not going to troll her or no, no shit no, like no. that. But every time she sends me a message or tries to it, like it, it's funny. I'm laughing pretty hard, so I, I can't even front. You know I, I see why is? people watch uh, Housewives of L.A. and shit right. like that now. I get so, it. So, so this is the thing: is that I think we've both made a decision that, um, for the sake of maybe our souls or just a determined like this is kind of too low brow like this is there's nothing of value here like i can't it's a train wreck i can't yeah definitely and so there's some guilt in watching jerry springer there's some guilt in watching a show like that where it's people just totally having their you know their worst moments in life and their worst decisions being broadcast to everybody else to kind of just enjoy like there's something about that that feels kind of dirty to me but this is like I never went to Jerry Springer. I never bought tickets, right? And this isn't even like your friend hits you up and says, hey, I got Jerry Springer tickets. Do you want to go? This is you're just in your house at 730 in the morning and you get a knock at the door like it's prize patrol. And like, hey, we're doing Jerry Springer live on location at your house. You have no choice but to watch it. And you're like, you know what? I would never in good conscience choose to engage and be entertained by this, but you know what? It the prize patrol is here. I have no choice. I've been yeah. given front row seats. There's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is pray for Doobie. 
That's all I can do. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I think he, he. I feel like he's already a little bit ahead of the curve because he's like, yeah, I changed my number. I'm just avoiding. I'm not engaging. <laughs> so the fact that he even has the ability to do that makes me feel like he'll be fine in this shit because whatever you know happened. I don't know the timeline or anything, but I feel like he's not in the same space with her. He changed his number, so at least he could get away from her and kind of disengage and you know get back to his own life without having to deal with her 24 7 i'm sure it's going to take a lot of cleanup and a lot of other shit to actually cut everything off and be done with her for good if you know if if that's even a thing she might be fucking texting his friends for the next five years who knows but (laughs) but i feel like he's already ahead of the curve because he does he's not forced to deal with her all day and all night like in living in that environment like that would yeah Yeah. that that would suck because that's how you get choked Right. That, well, that's that's how there's <laughs> Channel Nine news alerts. Right. That's how you're like, yo, that that guy used to work uh, in the same office as me. He murdered his wife and burned down the house with right. the kids in it. That's right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's some gangster shit. So, yeah, man. That that's been a definite uh, ratchet highlight of For the sure. last few days. And I hope she finds what she needs. I hope she gets her closure. I hope she comes to her senses. Or I hope she goes completely public and starts a YouTube channel so we can we can dive a little bit deeper into into her side of the story. Ooh. I'd love to hear her tell her side of the story. Not that I'd believe her. I already see that she's a psycho, but I would just love to hear what she'd fabricate. I'd love to hear that delusion on on a on a uh on her own show, on her own platform. Her and her friends I hear are like the uh, the tarot card ladies. You know, they flip a, they be like, what's his sign? Oh, he Aries? I knew he wasn't shit. Like that, <laughs> I'd love to hear it, dude. I'd love to. That'd be super entertaining. I'm going to send her an invite. I'm going to ask her if she wants to come on the show. Like, hey, well, I figured out who you were. have her phone number. I mean, right. I figured out who you were, and I'd love to have you on a podcast to explain why men ain't shit. You know, just front load it, make it feel, make, make her feel comfortable, and just let her rant. Let's let her talk a bunch of shit. See, see where it goes. I feel like I that like could that. be some some really good, uh, some really good material for the world to to unravel and process. <laughs> and she's awesome, dude. Uh, horribly awesome, but awesome. I have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. But uh, but what's been going on with you this week, man? Oh, nothing. I've just been um. I've just been delta aiding it up, nice. and and uh, basically just um, spending my early mornings and evenings in a complete haze, not mm. really knowing what's going on. Hey, I see nothing wrong with that, to be completely and, honest. Yeah, sometimes it's good to clear your head, and sometimes you know, you you get some of your best ideas, or sometimes you think it's the best idea, and when you sober up, you're like, I don't know what I was thinking. That seems. It seems terrible, but sometimes, sometimes you you dive into that, um, you wade in that 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 ocean of creative creativity and disconnectedness and delta eight, and you you come back with something of substance. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if I would have fished that out of that pool in my head if I, if I didn't come here with the delta. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps mine. It makes the mining process a little bit more smooth because that's something I've noticed with myself is. Uh, it goes it goes both ways. I think with just regular ideas, I think sometimes I can 
some off fly off the top of the head with some hilarious shit and it just works depending on what I'm talking about. But when it comes to actually creating or writing or drawing or anything like that, it's like I have to spend time mining down through the crust to get down to the really good shit. You know, and yeah. and then every time I start again, I don't get to go back to my old hole and start at that depth that I was at yesterday. I got to start from surface level every time. So I got to fire it up, Photoshop, put some music on in the headphones, and then draw some goofy squiggly lines for 10 or 20 minutes before I actually start, shit starts taking shape. So, but but now that I know that and I see what it is, I don't pay, I don't judge myself for the first 20 minutes of bullshit squiggly lines. Cause I know right. it's just a, that's just the digging process. I got to dig that hole. And then once I get down there, you know, the, the good stuff flows pretty easy. Mm, that's a great analogy. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it works. It works. I've just been, especially with what some of the last drawings I've been doing because I've been uh, saving my stages now. So I used to do the, the basic sketches. If I don't like it, I'll dump it. And then I'll start again with something else. If I don't like it, I dump it. Just keep going until I get to something I like. But lately, I've been drawing these weird shapes. And then instead of dumping it, I will just turn the opacity down on that layer and then build another layer on top of it and then do like a refined sketch in that same shape and move some things around. And then I'll drop the opacity on that layer and then do another layer of more refined sketching. And stuff has been coming out a little bit better that way. And I'm and, and then, of course, the way the brain does is like, oh, I wonder how much dope shit I just deleted and threw away because I wasn't using this particular process. But this is working for me pretty good. And it also helps because I do still have all of those three or four stages before I get to the real drawing. So it helps to look back at those and see how it developed. Sometimes you just got to trust the early strokes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's some good shit in there, too. You just got to spend more time with it. You know, you got to nurture it a little bit more instead of uh, just deleting it and going to a new thing. And that's been working out pretty yeah. good for me. Yeah, just trying to draw as much as possible, man, and get more stuff popping off and more stuff in the shop, more stickers, more T-shirts, all that good shit. Just to fill it up as much as possible. And and more social media, what I've, I've, I've been ignoring for a very long time, you know, Twitter. I've, I probably had Twitter for five years and maybe had a total of 30 tweets the whole time so i was like i need to step it up man and start respecting this shit and using it and sharing my stuff and now it's starting to get a little bit of traction people are paying attention a little bit more and being involved in the conversations helps and it kind of gives people an idea of who you are because uh i think that's a big part of people supporting whatever you're doing you know as an anonymous person pretty much somebody who hasn't put themselves out there on social media a lot, you just assume that it doesn't matter. Like if somebody sees something they like, they just like it, but it's not, it doesn't really work like that. People want to know who you are, what you represent, what's your political alignment. Like they want to know as much as they can about you. And the more they learn about you, the more comfortable they feel with giving you their support. Even if the support is just like liking it and retweeting it, sharing it to other people and stuff like that. They just, the more yeah. of a ghost you are, the less likely they are to to give you any type of support. So, I think to... it's be, I think it's because people can so easily be judged for what they're supporting. You yeah. know, if if yeah. listen, if I like this, and then you're at a an alt right rally, then you know I'm ruined. <laughs> yeah, I'm ruined because I liked your photo. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't know if there's a lot of alt right people doing 
space age tribal artwork probably with a, with a not. touch of graffiti i just don't think that's their wheelhouse but you know yeah i don't think so i don't I, i'd like to know what alt-right art is honestly i need to dive into that and figure out what they're probably it's probably just like uh pictures of obama with a banana or something like that i feel yeah. like <laughs> i feel like that's the extent of their artistic talent is uh you know fuck hillary clinton yeah. and, that's, I, and maybe i'm being uh Maybe I'm not being fair. Maybe they do have some real deal talent. But I know your boy, uh, Anthony Brian Logan, he has some cool 1776 stuff hanging up in his background. So maybe it's just like uh, rustic American flags and shit like that. That's what they sell to their people. Those things are like 400 bucks. They're not cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, dude. They're getting money. I don't really understand it. (laughs) I don't really get it. I don't know what the whole, like... You know, 1776, but like, I, hey, listen, I'm not going to well, overthink it. You know, you're as valuable to the marketplace as you are unique. I mean, if you ever want to keep a job, just be the person at the job that the job can't function without you. Mm-hmm. If everything hinges upon you, you're unfireable. You know, right, right. So if you're walking into an arena where there's this huge vacuum, there's this huge vacuous opening just it's available it's rarity um you got you gotta you got a lane to get money and right now because of how popular or infamous the political shit is if you're a black conservative you're gonna get so much hate but you've got a lane you've got a lane to sell people a thousand dollar wooden flag you could do it and people will be like listen i can't wait thank you for your service sir Mm. And people will buy it. So I'm not I'm not mad at him. He talks, he reminds me of one of those dudes like that. I don't know, like he he remind like if he had on a bow tie and was trying to sell me bean pies, I would be like, Yep, I'm not surprised you talk like that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, he could go either way for sure. Yeah. He could go either way. I always find it funny. Like a lot of the takes that I see him <laughs> that I see him have, like partially I feel like he's trolling just a little bit. I don't know if I completely accept that he feels the way he feels on some of this shit. I, I could be wrong, not to call him purposely disingenuous, but I mean, you know how to work the system. Once the views start coming in, and right. it, it's really difficult to pull away from the thing that seems to be paying you the most. Right. So if you make five videos on YouTube, you make one of you at the car wash, washing your car, you make one of you cooking, you know, one of you at the beach fishing. If the one of you cooking gets five times more views i feel like your next video is going to be a cooking video like that's just it is not necessarily wrong with that but it does kind of make you pull more towards the thing that's becoming more successful so i haven't looked at his back catalog but i feel like as soon as he started to get on that you know black people need to pull their pants up type shit (laughs) you know the views start pouring in because people love it people love to have a guy who looks like the people that you normally scrutinize, but he's on your side. Right. Like, so, yeah. People want to feel like their conclusion isn't racist. And in the environment that we live in, you can only, that's it's why it's woke as a religion. You can, you can only be, what's that word? Uh, like priests do it to you. Absolved. Yeah. Yeah. You can only be absolved by somebody of that race. So mm-hmm. there's a whole there's a whole swath of the country 
who's just looking up desperately, please, will just any black person tell me that I'm not a horrible fucking racist? Because I feel like all I hear all day is everything I think and everything I say is somehow racist or it could be interpreted as racist. And being a racist is the worst thing you could be. You could be a cannibal. You could be a baby raping cannibal that eats the baby as you rape it. And you're not as bad as a racist. They will take they will take the they will take Hillary Clinton eating a baby she's raping as more righteous than that dude from Duck Dynasty. Or just off rip. Yeah. He's yeah. from Duck Dynasty. He's never said it on camera. But you know he said Joe Rogan. You know he said it. Which oh, yeah. by the way, I'm not saying N-word anymore. I'm just saying Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is the right. Is, word. Yeah. <laughs> right. He knows, he knows you he knows he says Joe Rogan behind the scenes. And that, and you know what it really it it all hinges upon the audience. It's what people are hungry for. So I and that's where I feel like um Arlene is so I, I like Arlene because it's something that um I I feel like everybody kind of does that. There's very few things where I feel like anybody has any integrity to say, look, I'm not doing this shit for for any kind of views. I can't cater to the audience. The 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 whole selling point is I'm telling you really what I think. Not under duress, not under um you know, um manipulation, you know, uh, social manipulation. I'm telling you exactly what I think. And I don't think there's there's that much of that out there if any. And so I feel like the real money is going where things are eventually going to go. You got to get there ahead of time. So I think Within five to ten years, that's all that people will want. You will you will be the corniest of corny if people sense like just how we're canceling people now. Like yo, you said you said Joe Rogan twenty years ago. It's on YouTube. Um, you have to you have to your career's over. You you're gone. I think in the future it's going to be like nah. I'm pretty sure you were shilling. I'm pretty sure you're on the record saying some shit that you don't really believe, and that that kind of makes you irrelevant now. Or maybe I'm too optimistic about the future. I don't know. Yeah, I can't figure it out. I mean, it doesn't... Um, all of it just seems like a desperate attempt to to cancel somebody for a random reason. Because the guy's been doing what he's been doing for a long time. Every now and then he talks to somebody they think he shouldn't talk to. And that usually has been the... That's been all the complaints I've ever heard up until now. Is that you shouldn't even give certain people... A platform because you legitimize them. So if you get on Joe Rogan and you say some goofy shit or whatever, that they, they that legitimizes it and then people believe it. It's like if a guy goes on Joe Rogan, which which somebody did, and talked about the MAOI gene that makes people more prone to violence. They call it the warrior gene in the documentaries and shit that I've watched. But he was saying that you know black people have it more and they're more prone to violence. And so they clipped it out. But like one after he was explaining that. And Joe Rogan, like he put, he was like, "Are you sure that's true? Like, what are we talking about here?" And then you find out that a whole bunch of people have it all over the world. And like, this is a gene you're gonna say that you think black people have, but you don't think Vikings had it. You don't think fucking right. Genghis Khan had it. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's been some destructive, violent motherfuckers on the planet for a long time. So if you don't think they have that gene, then this is just not even science anymore. But if a person hears that and they go, "Yep, that's all I needed. Niggers are violent." Like, I don't think he needed to see that interview to, to come to that conclusion. I don't think he needed that at all. So I think people are, to a degree, infantilizing the public. They they want to hide 
um, uh, Peterson, Jordan Peterson's opinion from you because it's going to make you hate women. Like, no, what's going to make you hate women is your lack of access to them and your alignment that you already had. So if you're not getting what you think you deserve from women, yeah, if you're sitting in your house stewing by yourself, being an incel, I'm sure you're going to watch a lot of YouTube videos and listen to a lot of podcasts that bring you to the conclusion that women are just too stupid to choose the right men. And that's why the government should legalize rape. Like, this is not something that people can <laughs> convince you of. Like, this is just what you thought anyway. And well, you just found to be clear, I don't shit. think Jordan Peterson has ever, I haven't seen all his video, but, but the, to the best of my knowledge, he's never advocated for that. No, not that in particular, but that's what I'm saying is they yeah. say that's the conclusion the incels will come of to course, by listening right, right. to him. So, and it's like, I just don't believe people need that kind of motivation, right? I remember- To be assholes, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just going to be who they are. They're going to come up with these really, um, the, these really sharp conclusions that sound like hot buttons. You know, it's a, it's a clip that you can take. And like, there was a guy a while back- named uh roosh v and he's like a dating coach pickup artist and stuff like yeah. that and he said that rape should be legal if it happens on private property wow now when you first hear that it's like holy shit you want to rape people it's like not well his point was if you legal if you make it so that it, it can't be prosecuted if it happens on private property that changes the way that women put themselves in situations now she might meet you at the coffee spot but she probably not going to go back to your house if she don't trust you because she knows if she goes back to your house or something happens she don't have any legal uh recourse, recourse. you know what i mean and and it's also a question if they have legal recourse anyway but that's the thing he was saying it would stop them from putting themselves in bad situations and that's probably fairly true to a degree. And they just don't like it. They don't like to put responsibility on the person who is positioning themselves as the victim. There's a conversation happening right now where um, this guy, his whole idea is what he's saying is if you can't handle uh, defending the boundaries that you've set. Okay, okay, let's start from the beginning. The conversation is about something called stealthing, which I had never heard of. Stealthing is when you agree to have sex with somebody with a condom and somewhere in the middle of the sexual yeah. encounter, they sneak the condom off and then keep banging. So there's a, there's a lot of people who want to categorize that as rape. And I'm like, okay, let's slow it down a little. Like I get it. It's definitely a violation, but I don't know if you can put that in the same category as somebody who attacks a woman and violently holds her down and sexually assaults her because you agreed to this sexual encounter, even with the caveats of the condom and everything, you agreed for some of this to happen. So if he changes something and yes, you do have the right to remove your consent and say, well, now I don't like that you did that. And now it's over, but they're saying you can't expect a woman to uh, reinforce her boundaries since the person's already did that and the encounter might get violent. You never know what could happen after that. And if this, if all of this is true, the encounter could get violent. You don't know what's going to happen and you're too afraid to reassert your boundaries. Maybe you shouldn't be having casual sex. This see, and this is why I think I'm just an old, old man now. Cause th that's how I bottom lined it in my head. Like all of this is just madness that's stemming from the fact that we insist on being promiscuous, like as just something accepted culturally. And then it's like, you can't legislate that. 
You want yeah. you want to regulate perfectly safe random sexual encounters. Like you can't have it both ways. Like if it's something that's super intimate, like why are you being so casual with it? And if you're being casual with it, why wouldn't it? Like, go lick every pole that's outside. You're going to get some kind of bacteria that's going to make you sick eventually. It's just, it's just inevitable. Like, it's a bad idea. Like, what do you think's out there? It's like, well, nah, I want this a random pole. I'm not doing that. It, it just, I don't know. I'm an old, I'm an old man. Because it just seems like that's the easiest thing. It's just, hey, um, don't have this as such a, don't be so loose with your vaginas and your dicks, too. Yeah, it's more dangerous for the for the women, of course. So of it course. seems like you should be you should want to take more precaution. Of course, the the bottom line it's, it's dangerous for the man too. You could have you and all your friends never to be able to answer their phone because right. they're just getting nonstop inbound calls. There's bad repercussions. Every, you you have the power of life and death. You can create life with your dicks and with your pussies. It's super duper powerful. Yeah. It's a power you can create life. If you have such a, 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 if you're not willing to apply any kind of degree of of sacredness to that, I don't think you really understand how life works. It, I look at you as like someone who just plays with guns. Right. Like you don't understand. Like this can take somebody's life. It's a serious thing. It's not for style. It's not to put on a show. Like it's serious. Like you just like oh, you you're Alec Baldwin it all over the place with your gun, <laughs> gun. Like I would look at you like eh, I don't think you you shouldn't have that. Like you don't. I'm not saying you got to be a prude or a saint, right? But this should something. Be, yeah, because because the thing is too. I think the I understand what the dude's point is, but I just I don't know a world where if you get raped on public you know private property. There's nothing can be done. Yeah, people would want to be, you know, careful about that. But I, humans aren't involved far enough. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's not some shit you could just put on the honor system. I don't think there's a... Like, I do think there's a lot of dudes who would be like, absolutely. I would always respect your shit, you know. Even if I couldn't... Even if I could get away with it, I would respect your autonomy. Right? There's a lot of dudes. But there's enough dudes that would be like, bitch, it's not illegal. That would just abuse it constantly. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. it doesn't make sense. It, and and I get, like I said, I get where he's going with it. I totally understand because it's just a, it's a fact of, it, it would it would completely change the way that women go about where they're going to meet you, what time, like broad daylight versus night time, everything, all the dating dynamics would change, all of them. But yeah, well, for sure. it, again, it's putting the ball in the court of the person who's uh, positioning themselves as the victim. So it's it's hard. People don't want to have that. Uh, they don't want to have that conversation. They don't want to say. And like I was, I was about to say before, is the bottom line is, a, you sh you shouldn't be removing condoms if you agree to wear them. That is clearly. The, the the position to take here. It's not cool that dudes do that. That's some scummy shit. But super scummy. Yeah. Super scummy. But dudes, they're most of their lives, especially once they get to the place where they're they're thinking about being sexually active, pursuing women and all of that shit. I don't I don't know if I want to say you're taught, but you're absolutely socialized to push and try to get away with as much as you possibly can. And 
that's a counterpart to the idea that women are supposed to pretend up until the moment of penetration they're supposed to pretend that they're not sure if they want it or not. She can't just be like, yeah, I came over here to get some pipe. She's got to be like demure and, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Even if in her mind, she's already decided she's going to give it to you. She can't just act like that. And the dude's supposed to be like, let's see if she'll let me touch her leg. I wonder if she'll let me go up a little higher. I wonder if she'll let me go under her shirt. Like, Yeah, the whole game is based upon pushing the envelope. Right. To see what you can get away with. Like, right. that's literally courtship. Yeah. Th- yeah that's how dudes. it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Just keep right. pushing and see. What, but also in that is if she says no, most normal functioning men is like, all right, well, I can't do that then. But they're going to keep pushing until they get a no. Or until they get a, no, I'm not into that. But that's what they're socialized to do. So this, of course, that's an extreme of that. But you've already been granted the passage, right? You've already been consensual sex is taking place. But is he going to try to push the boundaries a little bit more? Maybe I can flip the rubber off. Like, that's some douchebag shit. But it's in line with the consciousness that dudes go into these experiences with. Yeah, I, I even think the condom is the is the first sign that something is wrong. Like I'm giving you access to my soul and my insides. Wear a glove. Yeah. Like, can you you might be dirty. You know, it's already something like it why would you be it sounds crazy, but you know, if we're not animals, we're we're something different. There is some sort of sacredness to the way we bring life into the earth and the way that we we form unions and bonds and, and concepts of love and honor and all that other shit. If if we already have all those things as elements that are in place and we introduce the idea that um, I have to have some sort of partition between you and you. So there's already something, there's one part, there's, there's a part of the person saying like, I have to regulate this thing in such a way so that I can kind of get away with it without being committed to you. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's the first line. It's like, uh, we're taking this in the wrong direction. We we should be fueling a different attitude about it. Instead, we're using technology to make a concession to, like, help you kind of get away with it. And then once you're in that context, it's like, why would you let somebody? It sounds so corny and old fashioned, but it's like you're giving somebody access to you who could possibly do that. Like, if you were even going to be in that position, you would be with somebody who you absolutely knew for a hundred percent. If you asked them to, they wouldn't take it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there should have already been this, this connection and bond there. Cause you're fucking, but there is no connection and bond. And we have a culture that we want to fuck without actually making connections and bonds. And that's why we're all dysfunctional and fucked up. And it's so hard that to get a, 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 a relationship that's of quality. Cause the, the chances are if you were born into and function within this culture, you already have some fucked up attitudes about the whole thing and playing the numbers percentage wise. Sometimes you didn't even do anything wrong. Statistically, you just probably got with somebody that has some fucked up attitudes about it. And you already got caught up in it in a way that wasn't calculated or honorable. Cause that's how our culture works. So it's, it's like you're, it's almost you're doomed for failure. So that law would force people to have to become more um it would suck but you would you would have to you would you would have to basically return to a much more patriarchal traditional i mean you're almost back to like you can't see a girl until unless you you visit with her parents 
and you're there with chaperones, you right. know, and men are and are protecting their daughter's chastity like, nah, not without the goats. I need the dowry. I need I need goats. I need some land deals. Maybe you let my son come work at your factory like and it sounds fucked up, like using women as bargaining chips. But I don't know. Maybe that was better. Maybe that was better. People weren't getting phone calls at 730 in the morning. There wasn't people, you know, having these horrific, crazy encounters. And I'm going to sue you because you stealthed me like that shit wasn't a problem when you were basically calling up a young suitor and negotiating a deal with his father. If, right. Uh, because there was no it was also no marital rape back then. So right. There's I mean, no concept yeah. of marital rape. So so yeah, that was a time where it was no crime anywhere. There's nothing to see here. Keep it moving. But but, but can't we take the best aspects of both? Oh of yeah. The, yeah. Uh, you know, of the freedom and of the respect, but also the value of the traditionalism and not force it upon people. But at just this point, I mean, can we kind of just be intelligent and look at it and say, you know, this doesn't work. It doesn't work for a culture. It doesn't work for human beings trying to raise children. Like these really cavalier, detached attitudes about fucking. Yeah. yeah. Bad and for everybody. The person that, that was saying that this happened to them, she said it happened to her three separate times with three separate oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, victim blame. But then when somebody says maybe you should stop having casual sex, it all like that brings down a firestorm right. on Twitter because instead of focusing on the guys who are removing the condom, you're telling her to stop doing a behavior that she's doing. And it's like, you, how can you ignore the fact that one, you've engaged in sex with three separate people who you didn't feel comfortable enough to reinforce a boundary with. So if she figured it out or if she saw them taking it off in the middle, she thought he might have, she didn't feel comfortable enough in that moment to say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Because she thought it was a possibility that the situation could turn violent. So if you think the situation could turn violent, this is probably not a guy you need to be stroking. Second, it happened to you three different times, but you still don't think there's any responsibility you could take when it comes to choosing sexual partners. That just seems a little bit weird to me. Like, in uh, an example that they gave in the conversation, which I completely agree with, was if you park your car in a bad neighborhood and leave the doors unlocked and your car gets broken into, that's definitely not your fault because a thief is a thief. They broke into your car. But you definitely didn't make it any harder for them. You left your car unlocked and the windows rolled down in a bad neighborhood. If that happens to you on five separate occasions, we're going to start to be like, B, is there anywhere else you can park your car? Like, can you roll your windows up and lock your door maybe? Like, is there anything you can do? Because a thief is a thief, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to find a way to do what they want to do anyway. But if you're bringing your vehicle to this place where this has happened several times, I feel like you got to take some responsibility, at least a little bit. It's not just everybody else's fault. It's definitely their fault, but not all the responsibility isn't on them for being a thief. Where are you finding all these guys? Like, is this just part of the game? Is this just like a... Another thing I think is weird is the pe people are saying that when a, when a guy does that, it's him making a decision to rape her. I don't know if I can agree with that. It's dysfunction. It is. It's absolute dysfunction. Treat your box better. It just yeah. seems to be just the bottom line. Like, well, I know just... you want to have fun. You want to go out to the club and you want to do the thing. Like, I totally get it but 
Yeah, you got to do something better than this. You got to have better judgment than that. It's 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 the result of narcissism that feeds this culture. It's it's just that's the result. It's two people who are just looking for what they can get out of it. Like yeah. love is the opposite of that. Like I'm I'm getting into it to figure out what can I do for you. These aren't two people trying to service each other's needs. Like you know, literally in that moment and in any kind of like emotionally a meaningful way. So yeah, um, <sighs> he's just trying to get a nut. He doesn't care about you as a person. And guess what? It feels better without a condom. And I know you <laughs> want to get your fuck on, but you know, it's a calculated risk and yeah, he shouldn't do it, but you're putting it, you know, it's just, it's all backwards and you don't see like, of course it happened to you three times. Because three different times you were trying to get a nut from a dude who was just trying to get a nut. And he right. can't come with a condom on. It's gross. He wants to fuck you raw because it feels better. Oh, and maybe maybe that's her clever little way of prolonging this shit so she can get hers. And she knows if the yeah. condom comes off, it's going to be over quick and he's leaving. So maybe she's the one who's manipulating the situation. I never even thought about that. And... <laughs> That's that's more that's way more Machiavellian. Yep, I'll wow. give it to you. He's playing chess. Yeah, she's like, no, put two on, cause uh, <laughs> yeah, cause you if you're you're gonna be out of here in ten minutes if we go wrong, and Ooh. then I'm left here with nothing. So yeah, right, I feel keep... lonely again. Yeah. Right back to your yeah. oh my goodness, we figured it out. She's the culprit. We're all just manipulating each other. Because this is the only thing that makes you good in a relationship is if there's if it's all about you and your honor. That's it. That's it. If, if there's no thing like I need to be... Because it's really a, a whole metaphor for humanity and getting along with other people. Like in, in, in a marriage, you're, you're, you're literally competing for each other's happiness. And you're going to be going in the same direction. You're going to be constantly at odds. And it's just, ah, if you, I don't know. I'm too, the Delta 8's kicking in. I'm just, I got to bail on this. I no, bail. it's real shit. It's real shit. Like, this it, is a huge conversation. To wrap your mind around, yeah. It's a huge conversation that's happening right now. I got wind of it. And I just had to listen and read a little bit because I was like, you know, when, when you run into these things, it's good to test the boundaries of your own conclusions. You know, so you do you want to listen to people on both sides. You want to listen yeah. to the people who are outraged at the idea that somebody would do this and he's a rapist and all of this. It's like you don't want to ignore that because I'm sure these people, the, the people who that's happening to feel fucking disgusting. It's like, yeah, you, you laid rules down and then they start to push against those rules. But at the same time, se sexual situations like that can almost always be awkward. You can have an awkward sexual encounter with your lady that you've been with for five years. Yeah. And it's just something, you know, it was, we, we were bumping around. Shit might not be right. You might right. try some shit that she don't like, you know, look at it. You see a look on her face, the way she reacts to something that could ruin the moment. Like, oh, this shit happens. It's going to happen as long as you're having sex. It, it, it's a possibility that it could happen. But it's infinitely more likely if you're with a stranger. Yeah. A person who you just met, a, a, you know, on Tinder or something. You can't expect Tinder sexual encounters to be like, oh, you light up my life and fireworks are going on. No, bro. 
No, he's going to treat you like a fucking can of tuna fish, bro. Like, what, what do you think this is? Do you think there's some kind of, uh, what's the guy's name? The, 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 some Latin lover shit, you know, some Dr. Shivago type. You think that's what's going to happen? You think he's going to slide in here on one knee with the flowers and the hot oil? Like, no, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to jackrabbit all over you for 10 minutes and then he's going to leave. That's what, that's what this shit is about. So if you can't handle that, if you can't tell him, look, slow down, buddy. This is the way I like it. If you can't assert yourself in that way, why are you out here banging strangers? That feels like a fair question because it seems like the type of sex you want access to is something that comes with trust. But you're not taking a long way. You're taking a shortcut. You're circumventing all of the stuff that's supposed to come first all of the awkward conversations about what you like, what you don't like, maybe your sexual history, what was your best time, what was your worst time, like all the conversations that would take place in the months or weeks leading up to when y'all actually have a sexual encounter, you just skipped a line. You saw somebody you thought was cute and you was like, yeah, I'm going to invite him inside of me. That that don't, I don't know, man. It seems like it's a recipe for disaster almost always. I feel like people who are on Tinder or Bumble or any of that, if you're having if you're having fulfilling sexual encounters through dating apps, you're probably one of the luckiest people on the planet and you're in the bottom, you know, 0.1 percentile of people that that's happening to. Most people probably feel disgusting when it's done. Most people. Well, most women. Because the dudes don't give a shit. I don't think the guys give a shit. They won't until later. When they're older and they still don't have anybody and their pair bonding is all fucked up, they might sit and go through, you know, roll through all those memories and be like, damn, I had so many opportunities to be something else, but all I did was freaking, you know, basically, you know, co-masturbation with women. Mm-hmm. But women probably feel it a lot sooner because they, it's easier for them to feel used. And that's social too, I, I think, you know, but it's all, it, it's craziness to me. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't even understand how you feel safe enough to just meet a dude and fuck him. Like, I, that's crazy to me. That's worse than bungee jumping. Cause there's some, some wild ass boys out here doing some crazy shit. So for you to just see somebody and be like, yo, he's cute. I'm going to go to his house where nobody knows I'm going to be. <laughs> Yeah, you rolling some dice. You rolling some dice. And and casual sex seems to be the thing. But you can't take that away from especially women because they work so hard for it. They worked really hard to be able to just have unattached sex without, you know, being shunned in society and having to wear a scarlet letter. And they worked really hard for it. And now you oh, can't you, tell you them they like women's back. suffrage and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Women's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. Because, I mean, I, for a long time, you were either on your way to becoming a housewife or you were the town whore that worked at the saloon. Like, there's not a lot of in-between. It's not like, oh, yeah, I had a couple failed relationships. I banged two or three guys, but now I'm ready to settle down. <laughs> that, no. No, you're a prostitute now. You you work at the brothel. <laughs> that That's where your life path is. So either you save yourself from marriage, you get courted by a gentleman, or you work at the brothel. And now there's a lot of gray area in between. Now you can work at the brothel and expect a man to bring you flowers on the first date. Make that make sense. You can have an OnlyFans where you put inanimate objects inside yourself for money. And then if, if, if a guy... A lot of money. Yeah. If a guy sends yeah. you a message on Facebook that say, what that mouth do, 
he's the one that's being disrespectful. He's a creep. Right, he's a creep. You can't yeah. treat me like that just because I'm busting it open on the internet. You can't talk to me like that. I guess, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay, I thought that was how you talk to people who fucking sit on baseball bats for a living. I thought that's just how you talk uh, to them. You know, this whole thing comes down to you can have the freedom to do things, and it's always right to have the freedom to do it. It's wrong to take that away from somebody. But there's no arguing with the end result. Like all this shit we promote in culture, it's not making anybody happy. I, I feel like we're one of the most unhappy, unfulfilled societies on the face of the planet. Like there's no simple appreciation just for the abundance. There's no desire to really connect with people. It's all fueled by selfishness and narcissism. And they've, you know, the way that the system works is really tapped into people's just primal reptilian brain. Like, this feels good, do it. This feels good, do it. You know, and how you spend your money, how you build your relationships. And we all kind of collectively have the consensus, like, yeah, this shit is empty and it's not making me happy, but what's the alternative? Like, it's so it's so ingrained into culture. I mean, it's, you would be a weirdo to shun it. Yeah. And just say, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, if you tell another sexually active adult and they're single and you're single and you were like, yo, I'm not on Tinder, they're going to look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? For Are right. you serious? They won't you're believe not on you. Tinder? They won't right. believe you. That means you got a secret profile that you don't want anybody to know about because nobody's just not on Tinder. Right. Like, how are you meeting people? Like, what are you... <laughs> Are you connecting with people and asking questions and establishing their values? No, weirdo. Now I've read their profile and we're meeting the fuck. We're gonna yeah. fuck. We saw pictures of each other on the interwebs. Now we're gonna fuck. I hope he doesn't stealth me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't stealth me like the last three guys. I've been stealth seven times this week. It's oh ridiculous. My God, dude. seven different guys, seven different Tinder dates, all stealthing. Yeah, it is. I, I kept all violation. the condoms and tried to get myself pregnant. And we're gonna see if it panned out. Now nah, we just—I gotta find out who's the baby daddy with this Cinderella condom. <laughs> Invite everybody back over it's to try put it. on a used condom. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's how they're gonna do woke Cinderella. It's the princess is gonna be the prince charming, and there's just gonna be some dude like, yo, bring back that glass condom, that used glass condom. I know it's mine. And all the dudes in the land is like, yo, I'll stick my dick in that glass condom that's used. Yeah. To see if I could be the prince of the story. Yeah, that's how you find him. She she he runs away at the at midnight and then leaves the condom on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she gotta pick it up and find out who it was. That's terrible. This is terrible. But this is this is real shit because it's gonna keep declining until people are so low that they have to admit that they were wrong. Because it's going to take a really long time for them to admit it. I think most people would rather go into their old age holding on to the idea like, nah, this is this is perfect. Every people need their freedom and blah, 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 all that kind of shit. And it, it is true to a degree because you're not going to be able to convince people that it's the wrong way. Because there were so many issues with the with the old way. There's so many women who lived their whole life as feeling like captives. Even though, and and not even considering somebody who was abusive or somebody who just was somebody who wasn't emotionally available. 
right? So we don't have to go to the extreme, like he slapped his wife around, but just the guy who came home and just read the newspaper. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear no kids yelling. My dinner better be ready. And I'm going to come and hump you when I'm done. And that's your life. That's your life. So that ha- that probably sucked, right? Yeah, for that sure. That probably sucked. Even though you lived in a nice house and he like you didn't have to pay no bills, that's not fulfilling. That's not a fulfilling existence, right? right? It probably sucked. Right, because your humanity is being denied. You're not a full person. Right. So that right. sucks. There's a lot of problems with that. And then you can also factor in a lot of people just didn't have any respect at all for their wives and, they, you know, the abuse right. and all kinds of emotional abuse, financial, you know, hostage situations and shit. So I, I feel it. So they're going to look at that and they're going to cite all of that as a reason why they don't want to get into those institutions now. And it's hard to, if anything that you say to try to ease a person into the idea, like, yeah, but that's not the way it is now. And think you, you almost going to sound like you're defending it. You know, so you just got to back away, raise your hand. It's like there's going to be a time probably in, in people's lives when if you're if you were being raised in a house where your mom didn't allow you to eat sugar. There's going to be a lot she could say and you're not going to listen to that shit. You're not going to hear it. As soon as you get the chance to go out into the world, you're going to eat seven pounds of cotton candy. And if if you don't eat seven pounds of cotton candy, if you don't go to the fair and have deep fried Snickers, if you don't (laughs) suffer that two o'clock in the morning Taco Bell diarrhea, you'll never know what they were trying to protect you from. Right. The problem is when it comes to shit like that, you can get yourself back right. You know, you can have a protein shake in the morning, drink some water, work out, you know, abstain from that shit, eat a little bit better, and you can reverse that damage. With this situation, a social, sexual kind of thing, there's no reversing the damage. You just end up old, bitter, aged out of the marketplace with nothing to show for it. Psychologically scarred. Right. So there's no going back. I wish I was 18 again. I'd play this all different. There's no going back. You just got to deal with it. So it sucks. But I understand how uh, how faulty it is to try to explain to a person why you should be cherishing your body and not giving it to everybody you think is attractive or you should make like that's a, a long conversation steeped in fucking patriarchy and shit like that so well, you no, got no. hands off no but the problem the problem isn't the institution or the idea cuz that that argument oversimplifies it like oh women suffered under that so it was a horrible idea it wasn't wasn't that the idea was a bad idea is that the people that were wielding the power at the time did a horrible job wielding that power it, it, anytime power is abused so yeah women should have the same opportunity to say you know what if my needs aren't getting met if i'm not being appreciated right and you're going to go do whatever you want i need the autonomy to be able to to just like you can to pick up and leave and say fuck it i'm not going to be trapped in this But it's like, okay, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're the only one to be labeled or or you're the only one that's really allowed to go out and make a living. So pretty much I go from being subordinate under my parents' house to be subordinate under my husband's house and fuck what I'm interested in and it don't really matter. Like I'm basically here to supplement you. Oh, yeah, and if you treat me like shit, I can't leave because I'll be a whore. Yeah. (laughs) Like. It, it is. It is fucked up when you say it like that. But it's like that same thing. That's what you're trying to get every time you let somebody stealth you. You're keeping them there long. You want that. 
Yeah. That's what you're trying to get, and you're settling for this. But to be honest with you, I kind of half listened to everything you were saying. I keep thinking about the logistics of a glass slipper. Like, you'd have to stick your dick in it while it was soft. Cause, <laughs> and it would have to actually engorge into it so that you could get the head in and everything would fit right, and it would be a super tight fit. I even think if like they would have to, I don't even know how it would work. It would be super painful. And also think about too is while you were stroking, if you started to lose your rod, the condom's definitely gonna slip off. There's no give. Like your dick would have to be perfect. It would be the most impractical thing ever created. And to impose it on somebody for the sake of telling a, a reverse love story, I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. Fuck the glass slipper. It needs to be a painful glass condom the the <laughs> logistics of it alone are amazing i would have and, and you could only come but so much or you're it's basically gonna have to shoot it back in your there's all kinds of problems that could happen if it's not manufactured just perfectly and then what if she was like i don't just need you to put it on like i need you to put it on and try it out so we can tell and now <laughs> That's just like women now. Like, I got to fuck all these dudes and see who stealths me <laughs> so I can figure out who this condom really belongs to. So all these dudes that the condom keeps slipping off, it's because it's not their glass condom. They're not trying to stealth you. They're sincerely trying to be with you, but the glass condom wasn't made for them. And so it slipped off and they... It, it, it would be like Cinderella in reverse, but with stealthing. The whole story works. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. This is bad. I had no idea it was gonna go there, but I feel like this this is uh this is gonna get added to the universe in one way or another. It's a it's a modern day Cinderella. It, it hits all the criteria. The woman is in command. She's the prince. She's super fucking um liberated, right? And she's just going around fucking all these dudes to find the dude that she really wanted to be with, and she has no choice. She's looking for love and for meaning. And unfortunately, all she has to go by is this glass condom. And she still, she has to just keep taking dick in that glass condom that keeps getting stealthed because that's the thing that's going to identify her one true love. She didn't want it to be this way. It's the world she was born into. She's mm -hmm. powerful. They're manufacturing horrible ideas like glass condoms. And you fell in love with a dude that it fit perfectly. And you've been looking for him over and over in the club every single night. Mm, mm, I don't know mm, what mm. would we call it? it. It can't be Cinderella. What would the what would the parody name be? To, oh, to touch gosh. on all of these these horrible things that are going on in our culture and the way that we're going about solving it. Like what would be the Skankarella seems not empowering and too easy. Yeah, that's they, not they, empowering. That wouldn't be right. It has to be almost like misleadingly. Empowered. Janice, okay. <laughs> it's got to be misleading. It's got to sound like a, it's got to sound like a story about uh, female empowerment. And then when they watch it, they're gonna be like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> woke Arella, woke Cinderella. So I don't know, dude. But it's a, but it's, it a it's, it's a brilliant analogy to be like, "Yo, you got everything you want, and this is how unhappy you are trying to find what you left behind." Like, this is, you got the freedom you wanted, you're in charge of the story, it's your castle, it's your kingdom, and the only way you can get to the happiness that you exchanged in order to have all this power and freedom and independence, which it was arguably needed, 
but it came at the expense of that one thing that you wanted to keep. And how do you go about getting it back? By fucking every dude you meet. So you mm. figure out which one is the right dude. And it's like, ugh, when you put it that way, I don't know how much I appreciate the power of the position. I think I would just like to be in love with somebody that's nice to me. Right. And, like, is that and, too yeah. comp? Is that too much? Is that, or too little? Is that, you know, that's some sucker shit? Like, oh, you just want somebody that likes you and you, you enjoy spending time with? <laughs> What's her ass to waist ratio, though? Right. I don't know, dude. It it does seem a little bit um, it's it's super shallow, but at the same time, it, can you even say that that's wrong, right? Because when you block somebody from those experiences, you you just have to let them work it out to whatever end they work it out to, and it's kind of the fault. Like you said, you can't blame the structure, right? You got to blame the people who were in control of the structure. But I understand why it would turn somebody off from it. I understand why you rebel against it. That's just human psychology, right? It's like the way you get your kids to play in the street is by telling them not to play in the street. Right. It almost guarantees that this is the most fun place to play. But <laughs> if you say, yeah, play in the street as much as you want, do they get bored with that and then start to play in the yard now? Because like, it's a really weird thing how people's brains work with that kind of stuff. You build walls around shit, you try to protect them from it, and that's where they want to go. They want to go to the places that seem the most dangerous and, and whether or not, maybe the danger is not even uh, the magnetism. Maybe the magnetism is just that root rebellion. Forbiddenness. Yeah. yeah. It's the, God started this shit. Yeah. Don't, don't eat it. It's right there, but don't fucking eat it. Yeah. It's right there. It's probably a big ass shiny apple. looks dope. Like why, why wasn't it like some thorny, like a durian fruit? Yeah. Why wasn't it? Is, is that the one that smells like a dead body? Yeah, yeah. Why wasn't it's it during? fucking disgusting. Super yeah. spiky. It hurts to even pick it up. It weighs like 40 pounds hanging on the tree. <laughs> like, so you can't even pick it up without injuring yourself. Why wasn't it a durian? Some shit that was like, oh, trust me, I don't want none of that. I'm not eating that at all. Trust me. You have nothing to worry about. But no, let's make it delectable. Let's make it beautiful and shiny. The, the light's just bouncing off it just right. And you're like, man, it's right here in the center of the garden, too. It ain't way in the back across the stinky swamps that has, like, the the gas, you know, when you're going through the swamp and it bubbles and the gas shoots out. Like, no, we're not going to put it over here. Let's put it right smack dab in the oh, middle and make it a beautiful mango fruit. Let's do that. <laughs> that's such a different story. It's like, and, and Eve... Eve ate it and it was it was good to taste. And she said, but if if you if there's the long version where it's like, and and the and the fruit from the tree of knowledge was 40 pounds and it put <laughs> spikes into the hands of Adam and Eve. And they after they sprained their backs and cut it a cut it apart with their bloody hands, like that's that's a better story. Like, okay, you guys are really trying. Yeah, y'all are assholes. Y'all are hellbent. <laughs> yeah, we cut it open and up. we immediately started gagging from the smell of right? it. But <laughs> so we ate like, it anyway. I'm <laughs> like, what is that? It's like, well, now you know what dead bodies smell like. I was trying to keep death from you. And you were like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat the durian tree. Oh. I even told you it would smell this way. Yeah, oh. but then you said don't eat it, and it's gonna be at the center of the garden. So we said, fuck it. Right. This woman that you gave me, she's fine as fuck, and she ate it. She, she told it. me I had to eat it. What am I going to tell her? No. What am I going to keep the condom on? What are you stupid? I can't. <laughs> what you expect me to do after hitting that fight? <laughs> She's going to let me stealth it later. I can't. <laughs> I can't not eat this fucking dead body fruit. Yeah, that's a totally different. That that just changes the entire uh, 
the entire countenance of God. Like he, that's a different God right. that makes durian <laughs> the, the forbidden fruit. That's a whole different God, bro. The one who makes it a nice looking apple in the center of the garden. I got to say, you're kind of a bit of a douche, like just a little bit. You're kind of a douche. Right. Do- yeah. Dolomite would, would always make it a durian tree. Yeah, yeah, Dolomite would for sure make it a durian tree. You'd have to travel across the swamps of despair to be able to get to it. You'd the almost drown. Yeah, yeah, the rat soup swamp of despair. It's just composed of dead rat particles, thousands of years of dead rats and and and, and fucking raw sewage. You got to cross that as 40 acres worth. You got to cross it barefooted with no clothes on. Like, it's just completely repulsive. Yeah, that's that's where we put that tree. The tree that could ruin the humanity for the next 40,000 years, that's where you put that tree. You don't put that in the middle of the garden with a nice red apple hanging off it. Nah, man. That's and a trap. Talk- that's entrapment. It is. It's it's bad. It's, it's bad. I would almost say if all of the shit is real and you do have to face the judgment to bring up the durian tree defense. Because right. we have durian. It's here. It was an option. Right. <laughs> it was an option. And I think you could even argue and say, um, if you tell the story and originally it was a durian tree, I would say, you know what? Don't even bother. Don't don't even bother trying to redeem anybody. Fuck them. Let them wow. let this shit just all fall apart. If If that was their attitude in that situation, I kind of understand just letting this whole thing fall apart. I'm not even upset. I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different, like, you you were being jerks on purpose. You went out of your way to eat something that was disgusting just to ruin it for the rest of us. I but mean, if, I, you get, if you get stealth three times in a row, though, you can't, you don't think maybe that's the durian tree? This shit doesn't taste good, I'm not happy? You told no, me I couldn't nope. do it, fuck you, I'll fight you for my right to do it, but I'm miserable. I'm getting stealth and I'm eating durian fruit. And, and there's no one is staying. And this is what you want. Right. Like, yeah, I have the right. It's my it's, right. It's my right. It's how we're doing all our advertising. It's how we're doing all our movies. It's how we're selling lifestyle brands. It's how we're going to do it. Fuck it. Fuck the consequences. I'm miserable. I'm covered in durian. And I'm fucking miserable. I'm, I'm just miserable. But fuck it. It's my right to do it. Yeah, you got it. You can't put the hedge around it. You got to give people the freedom to choose. And you would hope that at some point you recognize when something's not working. That you're not wow. really, you're not really getting what you want. But you know what? I don't think you can really figure that out if you really haven't spent any time figuring out who you are. Like, yeah. what am I about? What do I want? What's important to me? I don't think some people are reflective enough to like really have that conversation in their head, and so they're literally just like blank slates. It's like, all right, well, fuck it. What 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 should I? What should be important to me? Uh, it should be Nikes and promiscuity. And hamburgers. It's good for the GDP. Just fucking love them. All right, fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. Vaccines, hamburgers, and random sex. I'm good. This is the road to happiness. Like, I don't Gotta know. Be. I don't know if I'm wired like that. I don't know if that really, I don't know if that's more important to me than some of this other shit. And also, to think about it this way, too, something that just dawned on me. It, it is about the human connection. But you're going the opposite route that would actually make the human connection a priority because women have so many more options when it comes to self-pleasure. 
like I would say it, it's changing now, but I would say 80% of the sex toy industry is is for women. No, well, not for women, well, for people who want to be penetrated. Let's say that. Um, probably 80% of the sex toy market is for people who want to be penetrated. So I would have to say you have more options than the guy who's on Tinder looking to penetrate somebody. The woman has so many different ways that she could satisfy herself. She doesn't really need to go on Tinder and put herself in danger of being stealth. Like there's so much shit she could be doing. So what is it that you're looking for? It's not just the sex anymore. It's not the orgasms because we know, I mean, when, you know, how long have women been complaining about men who can't give them orgasms. Right. And it's gotta be tripled if he's not a long-term partner who actually cares about your body, you know, so that's even less likely that this is about sexual satisfaction. What is this about then? It's about human connection. And if it's about human connection, you're going about it completely the wrong way. So, so you really have no reason to be in, in, in this situation at all. Not even a little bit. So what, what are you actually doing? I don't know. Either way, screw it. That's their problem. I pretty much, <laughs> I've, I've decided... I've decided it's, it's, it's just a stupid thing. It, it's a really stupid thing. And uh, the guys who are doing this, you suck. But, it, you know, the people who are allowing this to be done to them without feeling like they could reassert their boundaries and shit, you kind of suck too. As, as a person navigating social and sexual situations, you suck at this. You're not good at this. You're not good at partner selection. You're, not, not, you're failing all the way around, top to bottom. But the whole thing was a setup anyway. But like you said, the tree in the garden wasn't even the start of it. Like, like why could the snake talk, right? Like, the, you got set up. It was all a setup. And this is another thing about that situation that was uh, brought to my attention recently. Check this out. Okay. So what was the reason that uh, that Satan was ousted in the first place? The canonical explanation is that Satan did not like to be subordinate, even to God. Right. Okay. And when that happened, like, what took place? What was the event that took place that got Satan kicked out of heaven? Because that is that is where he was, right? He was in heaven. You know what I think? I, I don't know what some of the, the... There may be some other sources, but I think... A lot of this shit is just an amalgamation of a lot of different stories that get chiseled together. Because I don't think there's ever uh, an explicit story anywhere in scripture where they're like, all right, you fucked up. That's it. That's one too many times. I'm throwing you out like Uncle Phil. I'm just throwing you out. Fuck you. You got to go. There's not a story like that. There's, There's the story in Job where he had access to God. So I think we assume, oh, that's when Satan and God were cool. He was still going up and saying, hey, what's up? I'm going to fuck Job up. No, you won't. You better not. You're not going to do it. I'm going to fucking get him. Watch me. I'm going to get him. Fuck him. I'm going to get him. And he went and appeared before God. And then there's something in Ezekiel that talks about him being like an instrument. And then I think in Isaiah, it talks about, I will exalt myself above God. But it's also talking about like a king living in that era, if you take it literally. So I think they took those things and kind of cobbled together. Yep, he got he got cast out of heaven one day 
because uh, it was he was proud. He wanted to be just like uh, you know God. So God said, "Fuck him, you're out." But I don't. I, but I think it's pieced together from different ideas that people found in the Bible and be like, "This must be what it is," because 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 really, it if Revelations is the end of it and it says he's sent out and cast into the earth then. Right, right. Right. So that's a right. future event. So what? He can still get up there now. Or so the the, the honest truth is, I mean, it's it's all made up. It, it, exactly. Right. exactly. But yeah, that, that was the scenic route. That was but the scenic route. Yeah. The, the point that uh that was brought to my attention, the, the the way this was presented was that if Satan had those, you know, feelings about what was going on, he ain't like it, he was jealous, or whatever they want to say, he he was also able to sway a number of other quote unquote you know angels to also be on his side because he didn't get kicked out by itself it was him and you know the whole phrase the other the fallen angels right who's coming with me so there was other fallen angels so the point is if there was jealousy and rebellion in heaven what fucking chance do you think humans have and I know I had never really considered that before, like to to have an entity that's supposedly holding you responsible for all of this shit, like don't worship nobody else but me and you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. And he has these expectations for you to carry it out, like and, and the reward that you're supposed to get for carrying it out, depending on who you ask and what what version of the book they're reading is access to this perfect place. But is this not the perfect place that already had rebellion and jealousy in it? So what do we even it don't I think the the idea here might be, like you said, that it was all a setup from the beginning. You can't expect people. <laughs> people right now to behave any better than the angels did how how could you have higher expectation for humans than angels they got mad they tried to flip the table over and, and take your seat right. so if they, if they tried to take your seat you think you were going to stop some people from eating the apple that you gave them if you didn't make it durian fruit <laughs> no. you, had, you, you put in no effort to to have this fruit remain uneaten I feel like kind of you may have wanted them to eat it so you could enact your 2,000 years of rage. Maybe that's what you wanted the whole time. You tell your kids, look, if you eat these cookies, I'm going to whip your ass for an hour when I get home. And then you leave a fresh baked batch of cookies right on the kitchen table. And it's just smelling up the house. They smelling it all day. Like, I think at this point, we can safely say you just wanted an excuse to beat your kids. Yeah, you're coming home drunk and you lost at the track. Right. Like you and got you see every... out of a cookie. You're like, there it is. Uh, that's it. A snack. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a setup. And maybe that's what, maybe that's coded into it. And we've just been doing this shit wrong the whole time. We've been like, no, no, he wants us in heaven. Like, nah, I think he wants to fuck you up. I think he, he wants to send you to hell and torture you forever. I think that might be what he wants to do. You you know what? I, I I've never thought about that before. I and even if it's not based on, like, um, and of course none of it may be literally true. But let's say it is literally true. Everything in the Bible is true. Um, if that's the case, the belief that was founded on it, I don't think is true. That would, that would, um that would accommodate that idea. 
Because I, I don't think it explicitly says they were in heaven. Hey, you're you're jealous. I got to throw you out. You're proud. You're fucking up. You're rebelling. Like there's not a, a single story, but it's it's definitely alluded to that that was the problem. That the whole problem is, is you wanted to be higher than God. Like, so they form a belief based upon that. And then they say, well, the whole point of all of this shit that we're going through is to get back to that place where the original. So wait a minute. You're talking about the original sin is us eating non-durian food in the garden. The original sin isn't the fucking angels who existed before humans saying, nah, fuck you. I'm out. Fuck you. I'm out. Right. Like that seems like the original sin. What do I got to do with this? And a lot worse too. The, 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 right. It, it seems like this was open. This was just innocent durian fruit eating. <laughs> this is just some innocent fruit eating from a tree right in the. I got to go talk to you. You're in the center. I'm coming to. T- it's right there in the thick of all of it. You're right, man. It it definitely the whole story reeks of entrapment entrapment is an excuse you know what shit has been calm the universe has been going well for years i'm gonna make up some shit that the angels rebelled of course they would never rebel i made them perfect they wouldn't do that but i'm I'm gonna concoct this whole story just so i can make these other people and tell them all this shit that never really happened there really is a perfect place but they need they need to understand before they get here that i'm down to fuck some shit up i'll come home from the track drunk (laughs) I'll I'll fucking send some floods. I'll kill some firstborns. I will fuck some shit up just so you know that my name is the Lord. You're going to fucking know it, and then we can be cool later, and then I'll tell you just, you know, like your parents did with Santa Claus, the whole shit about the devil that never existed. It was made up. I made that story up so I could make an excuse to come back from the track drunk and beat some of you so that the rest of you would appreciate it. You remember that snake? That was me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was me, bitch. I set all this shit up. (laughs) Nah, dude, it's it it is it's some wild shit because it could be there's there's so many ways. (laughs) Even as a regular human, just sitting here in the human experience, there's so many better ways to design that situation. Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you put the tree there? Why did you allow this snake to talk? And then after he did his talking job of convincing the woman to eat the apple, then you take the talking away from it so we don't even have no evidence that it actually talked. Like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? That would be a good, uh, like, a TV show. It'd be a good TV show. What if God was around for so long that he just got bored? The angels started phoning it in. Yeah, the angels were perfect. They were just around singing and fucking dragging their robes around. And he's like, "This shit is stupid." You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna zap this one angel with a little bit of extra free will and a little bit of I'm gonna plant a small seed of vitriol. A little bit of fuck you in there. It's just a little bit. A little just a little fuck bit. your face. Yeah. It's like uh in in Fight Club, right? How the one guy, Angel Face, the one guy with the blonde hair. Yeah. How he... Jared Leto, hottie. Yep. <laughs> Total hottie, right? Total How hottie. He warmed up to him and made him feel like he was special, and then he fucking destroyed him in the fight club. Yeah. And he did it on purpose. He put his arm around him so the narrator could see it, and then kind of like almost winked at him like, yeah, this is my new favorite. And then just as Angel Face started to accept this new position under the wing, he beat the fuck out of him. And what did he say? I just felt like destroying something beautiful. 
that that could be a real disposition. I've been here for hundreds of thousands of years, and everything's just perfect. You know what? I think I'm gonna spike the punch. I'm gonna key my own car. <laughs> and then say, who the fuck did it? Answer me now. Nobody leaves this room until you fucking admit it. Yeah, it it feels like he set the whole shit up so he could spend the next few thousand years just uh, bugging out. It just makes, bugging out. It makes so much more sense because Lucifer this whole time is just like, look, dude, I literally did nothing wrong. Right. He just comes in one day, he says, Lucifer, you keyed my fucking car, bro. Get the fuck out. What? And I was like, what? I didn't do it. I was with 33% of the entire army. And then they're like, dude, you were with us the whole time. We know you didn't key his fucking car. Fuck that shit, man. We're leaving too. If Lucifer's out, we're out. And now it kind of changes the whole thing because it's like, ah, he's not that bad. He created conflict on purpose. Kick Lucifer. Now Lucifer's pissed. And and oh, and check this out. He says, uh, you know what, Lucifer? I don't give a shit what you do, but you better not harm those humans because I love them more than I love you guys. Oh, and he's shit. like, oh, really? So you like these motherfuckers, huh? Yeah, yeah, those are my favorite. Okay, watch this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to destroy these motherfuckers for the next thousand years. He's like, oh, no, don't do that. Oh, no, don't destroy the humans. What? Okay. All right, so check this out. Let's, let's revisit Lot. Let's revisit Lot. Lot's my favorite person. You know what he does? He prays to me all the time. He, you know, he does everything right. He believes in me. And, and he's rich. I made him rich. I gave him hundreds of acres of land, all kinds of cattle. Wait, he's got wait, like wait. 15 kids. Talking about Lot or Job? Oh, that's Job. You're right. Lot yeah. is a whole different story, right? Job. Yeah. So he's got all these kids and everything's awesome. And the devil's like, you know what? I bet you if I fuck him up and kill all his kids, he won't still love you. He's like, go ahead, try it. Fuck it. Go for it. So wait, ain't don't this guy love you though? Yeah, but fuck him up. <laughs> go for it. Fuck him up. It's fine. That's some that that's a person who wanted to fuck Lot up. I mean, fuck Job up, but just didn't want to be the person. Want to get his hands dirty. Right. This is some mafia shit. Hey, you know, Mikey said your mother sucks cack. <laughs> hey, no, I, I, listen, that's just what I heard The point was You wanted Mikey dead But you didn't want to sully your hands So Mikey gets whacked Mikey's a made man So the person who killed Mikey Also gets whacked And you come out with your hands clean This is some roundabout Gangster shit That is possibly just written into this shit just to show us what we shouldn't be paying reverence to. But we missed a point. And we made excuses. We go, well, God has a reason. And somewhere somebody's like, no, he fucking don't. You're supposed to not like this shit. You're supposed to question it. You're supposed to scrutinize it. No, no, we can't do that. I'm sure if God told you to keep the baby girls for yourself, he had a reason. No, that's fucking disgusting. What do you, y'all missed the whole point. I think this possibly be could be the root of all human suffering. This could be the root right here. Is that religion which is trying to tell you to always question, always scrutinize, and don't accept terrible behavior, even if you think it's coming from the creator. And we missed it. We got scared of the threat. We got scared of the threat. He's going to put you in a pit of fucking fire and you're going to live forever. It's like, wait, but we don't live forever. We die. Yeah, but he'll keep you alive so you can hurt. 
just so he can burn you forever. Wait, Satan does that? No, no, no. Satan doesn't have the power to give you life. That's God keeping you alive in hell. <laughs> Wait, but why would he do that? <laughs> because I don't think he likes you very much in the first place. I think he, he resents you. You did some fucked up shit, man. You did yeah. some fucked up shit. It's the mob boss who punishes the people who kiss his ass the most. Right? You, he comes in, he, he, he dresses stupid on purpose. He wears a terrible suit and some ugly shoes. And he comes to the club. And they go, oh, boss, I love your suit. And he's like, this is the worst. I put on the worst fucking suit I could find. And you complimented me. You're the next one to, be found, to get found behind a dumpster. But the one guy wow. who says, boss, you need to find a new, uh, you, you got to find somebody else to dress you because that suit fucking sucks. That's the guy he really likes because he told you the truth, despite your power, despite your influence. That's my favorite guy. The people who kissed my ass are going in the freezer. Mm. Hey, I, I feel like I figured it out. I, I feel like I want to do some like super high level Mel Gibson, like a retelling of the Bible. You know how you got everybody to speak in Aramaic? <laughs> they're going to have the clothes and everything, but they're all going to talk like mafia bosses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good fe- Godfellas. <laughs> Godfellas, we need Martin Scorsese on this or something. We need, we got to get, uh, what's the guy's name? Who played, who was the guy in Goodfellas? Who's the main guy? Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. The snitch. The snitch. The snitch in Goodfellas? Yeah. Who was the... Oh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, we need Ray Liotta. We got to get... Ray Liotta should be God. He should be the boss. Because he's old enough, and he's got that look. You know, he could definitely look all, like, uh, resentful and fucking... He could definitely do it. Ray Liotta could do it. Oh, he's just in heaven talking shit to the devil, just totally playing them all. And, like, nah, I didn't do anything. I didn't didn't send the locusts. I didn't make all the crops fail. That was, you know, it's the mm. devil. It's adversity. This fucking guy here. I think I'm gonna kill every firstborn. But wait, like even the the livestock too? Eh, yeah, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. I'm killing everything. Like it does. When you kind of spin it that way, it's almost like, like it. It seems like it could really be a lesson like that. Like you read this story to a kid about this terrible, terrible person who runs everything. And if they get to the end of the story and they're like, that guy was kind of an asshole. You're like, you're right. You passed the test. And if you get to the end of the story and you say, I mean, I I guess he had a reason for, for killing all those people and raping all those women. All right. You leave through the red door. (laughs) (laughs) You, you get what Joe Pesci got when they told him, you know what? I think we're going to get you made today. Yeah, you go over there with them, and you get a bullet in the head because you're a piece of shit. You got to this end of the story, and you aligned with the worst fucking villain in the whole story. You made excuses for all his bad actions, and you you bowed to him and prayed to him. I can't you. I don't need you on my team. You're horrible. But if you're Oof. disgusted at his behavior at the end of it, you're the one who actually gets made. You get brought into the inner circle because you were disgusted by horrible behavior and you weren't afraid to say that. that those are the people that I need. Not the people who look at me doing terrible shit and say, you got it, boss. I'm with you. Fuck you. Maybe Did I just mm. unlock the Bible code? I think you just... It, the Bible code is Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, holy shit. Oh, wow. 
So this story's been telling itself. <laughs> and God just... is Willy Wonka. He's like, I'm just going to do some shit. I'm going to see what happens, man. Yeah, Fuck it. see what happens. The kid at the end's like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. I don't want to work for you. Fuck That's your exactly stopper. Yeah, yeah, you're in. You're the, you inherit the kingdom, buddy. I like you. Holy shit. Wow. That's amazing. That's I, I just unlocked the Bible code, bro. Listen, I, I sat through it. I'm I'm in awe. I'm it, bugging it, right now. <laughs> it co- it completely makes sense. It just go through it. Listen, you're serious about this, and then it kind of lets you know, like, yeah, we're all doing it. We're all taking it seriously. We all believe it. Um, and horrible things are going on in the world, and sometimes in the name of this right. same deity. Right. Like we haven't figured out how to just be nice to each other. We're always, and that's and that's the point I was trying to make about the relationship before the Delta Eight kicked in. If you get to the point where it's like it's just two people, like, no, 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 you were an asshole to me, so I get to be an asshole to you. And now we're just going to have this infinite struggle of us being assholes to one another. It's like, yeah, you're not going to, that's not going to be a healthy relationship. There's not going to be a lot of love there. Like, it shows you who you are. But when you, Charlie of the Chocolate Factory, and you're just like, you know what, take your fucking gobstopper. (laughs) Like, because even though you've been a piece of shit and you didn't keep your word, I signed a contract. I'm not going to steal any proprietary information. Here you go. I'm an honorable person. Everybody right. else was trying to steal shit and get over. And he's like, yeah, nah, I'm not. Even if you break your word, fuck you. I'm going to keep my word. That's some honorable shit. And it shows you who you are. Like, if you're still going to be honorable regardless. But if you feel like, well, I'm on the right side tribally. So morally, I can do the wrong thing. Mm. You know, we can we can kill the babies, we the firstborns, we can take the shit, we can conquer. It's it's all because listen, you're evil, I'm good, I'm doing this for the greater good, so I can do the fucked up shit. And you're right. Some people look at that and it's like, uh, no, it's if that's the way we're resolving it, I don't think that's the right thing. Yeah, no, no, no but you're saying the right name. You're saying the right name Fuck. and wearing the right hat. So wow. you can do it to them. They can't mm. do it to you. I mean, and isn't that the whole point of the Bible? It's like, listen, one day we're going to fuck all of you up. We could do it to you because you're the bad guys, but we're the good guys. So, of course, everybody's going to want to be the good guys. And every religion tells its story of like, listen, this is why we're the good guys. So, so yeah, we get to take their shit. Well, if we, well, listen, if we can't take their shit now, our story is the end of the world. That's when God comes back and we take your shit. <laughs> that's that's the right. ending. Right, like, that's the end. All right, I'm back now. You've been taking their shit for so long. Now we get to take your shit. Right, yeah. Like, now no, you get to enslave them. That makes it all okay. So it's still about taking their shit? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. always been about taking their shit. We just need to tell the story in a way to justify who gets to take whose shit. You tell them know, you don't that... want their shit? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Are you saying we're trying to build a civilization based on something other than taking their shit? Is that what I'm hearing? Right, right. Yeah, you know how out. many 13-year-old girls they got over there? And you don't want none of them. Fuck out of here. I'm taking them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's the world. So then they were like, all right, well, listen. Like, God probably told the priest, like, listen, we're going to go out there. We're going to talk to them. We're going to be like, all right, look, guys, no more raping. No more taking people's shit. We're not conquering land. Oh, yeah, listen, um, I could probably get them to stop stealing from each other. Maybe I can get some of the more touched ones to stop having sex with the animals. But if you want to write into the, you know, just now, if if you hit them with the 
no rape and we're not killing other people and taking their shit, ooh, that's not going to, this isn't going to work out. You're going to have to get somebody else. I can't. So he's like, all right, well, that's what I really want. But since they're all dicks, just write it down this way. Just lighten it up. You can divorce. You can take people's shit. But eventually I'm going to come back and be like, all right, all right. Stop fucking each other up. Just be nice. Be nice even when people are mean. You guys are ready for that now, right? Have you tuckered yourself out from all the raping and murdering? All right, good. All right, now we're going to be nice to each other. All right. Damn. Okay. And it seems like such a simple concept to grasp because we've seen it before. You know, we've seen it, like you said, with Willy Wonka, we've seen those kind of ideas be presented before. But nobody applies that type of lot. There should be a whole sect of Christianity devoted to that idea. I think so. There should be an entire sect of Christian like, no, y'all got it wrong. God wants us to dis to to disavow these actions. That's what he wants <laughs> us to do. And, he, and right now, that's why we're going through cancel culture. That's what the simulation is. Like, <laughs> y'all are supposed to be canceling some shit, but you're focused on the wrong things. You're missing right. the point again. We're disavowians, bro. They're fucking right. Right, because <laughs> <laughs> right? that oh. was like stand up and say, listen, I don't think this is dumb that we're canceling people. You're next. You're fucking gone. Mm. Like, that's the whole story. Like, what you get to be Jesus. When everybody is going the wrong way and is fucking shit up and missing the whole point, you get to stand up and be like, hey, guys, um, I don't think we're doing this right. I think we should, I think we should do this. It's much better. Fuck it. Kill him. We gotta kill him. You're talking this crazy. We're not gonna make money off of people and we're not going to overthrow people and there's not going to be violence and we should probably stop manipulating each other with money. We're not going to do no, 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 no. You're bad for business. You got to go. So yeah, that that's wow. the like people crystallize it into these singular events. Satan getting thrown out of heaven, Jesus dying on the cross. Like no, maybe it's just maybe it's a story you're supposed to extract meaning from. I'm like that makes sense. That that makes sense. So, like, the moral of the story is if you ever find yourself in the majority opinion and you're getting a part of the mob to go after people, you're the fucking mm, asshole. Right, if right. If people are trying to put you on the cross, you're probably morally corrupt. And if mm. you apply it to any decent person in history, you're like, <laughs> oh, that's why they were fucking with you. And now they're like, oh, yeah, that guy was the shit. Martin Luther King, we'll build you a statue. At the time, like, yo, this dude's a fucking terrorist. He's uppity. We got to get rid of him. We got to get rid of him. Dude, that shit's absolutely amazing. It's unbelievable. And it seems so clear. It seems so basic. He's like, yo, I sent bears to kill children. Because <laughs> they called him bald. <laughs> they called this guy bald, and I made bears tear them apart. How, how did you not fucking... <laughs> and I made them bitch bears. Yeah, just just they, to get even deeper, I made them she-bears. Like, I made sure that these were either bears with vaginas or bears with the tiniest dicks that they were mistaken for vaginas. But whoever the scribe was, he made sure to put in it. Just to be clear, it was bitch bears. It was she-bears, just so you know. The, that ate the 42 children. It was fucked up. Oh. It was fucked up. But this these bears had pussies, is what I'm saying. And I need to include that detail. Or the story doesn't make any sense. So just just a quick question. How'd you feel when I told them to kill the livestock, but to keep the little girls? How, how'd that make you feel? Well, I, I figured that God knew better, and uh, the, the women are the spoils of war. Into the fire pit, fucko. 
<laughs> in the pit with you, fucker. You really made an excuse for that? You were supposed to be disgusted at me. Oh, yeah. Bro. They, they yeah, we had it. dude, we unlocked them. I'm going back over the story a lot now. And I know we talked about it before. I'm like, that's kind of weird that the response to uh we want to rape the angels. No, 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 rape my daughters. Don't be savages. Right. Don't right. Don't rape these two man angels. That no. would be uncouth. Rape my daughters. Daughters are what rape is for. And nobody's like, wait a minute, I'm I'm appalled at this behavior. No, that was the story. God knew what he was doing. Lot was a righteous man. He negotiated the safety of the 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 angels by offering his daughters in their stead. Bro, angels be laying waste to motherfuckers. That's <laughs> like having Jet Lee and Donnie Yen in your house, and people are like, "Yo, we want to beat those guys up." Go for no, it. No, 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 no. Don't fight them. Rape my daughters. No, no, don't fight them. Fight my two small children. Yeah, beat them to death. That's, these guys can't handle point. themselves. They, they lay waste. Point. They pull out the sword and 400 people die with one stroke. Why right, would but you weren't try they to the angels them? that were dropping the bombs on it later on? Yeah. Like you went back and nuked it. You were there. Right. You could have nuked it. But instead, you were like, no, no, no. Send out your daughter's lot. We're not going to be raped. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? I don't want to explode any heads right now. Just send out your daughters. Yeah. Hey. that. Yeah. Bro. That seems Bro. like that. Okay. That's another one of those things. Like, dude, you were trying to prostitute your daughters. Right. That that was the excuse. No, you don't understand. They wanted to rape the angels. That's what yeah. happened. You like that's the rambling. Listen, put on a, a fucking court case right now where the guy's defense is like, we, we found you, you know, your charges are you're prostituting out your children. No, no, no. I wasn't prostituting out my children. You don't understand. They were coming to rape the angels. And I had to stop the angel rape by offering them my daughters to have sex with. I, I just imagine that defense in a modern court text, you know, in a court context where it's like, it, that's the dude's justification of why he did this. And he thinks legitimately that makes him morally, like, he's in the right? He's seriously, like, yeah, that's the level of morality that you're reading about. People weren't ready for all of this shit. And you were supposed to say, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Dude, you unlock the code. I I, I can't, I, you apply it to everything and none of it makes sense except for you're, you're supposed to conclude this is terribly fucked up. We should have a problem with this. Bro, okay. We shouldn't so. be thinking it's justified because God wants it. That's the test. Can you see the morality or do you just see the tribalism? This this Second Kings 19 and 35. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all dead bodies. One angel killed 185,000 Assyrians. And you offered your daughters to protect <laughs> that. You wouldn't handle uh, uh, you wouldn't handle a handful of drunken rapists? You're oh like, y'all wipe out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's indefensible. It's done. It's, yeah, I'm it's, never it's, gonna look at this the same way ever again. I feel yo, listen. I'm I'm surprised nobody I have I've never heard anybody make this comparison or make this uh realization or visual however you want to put it. I've just never heard it put out this way for that type of consideration. You you're supposed to not like this. You're supposed to be disgusted by it and throw it away. If this is who you are, if this is the character. 
if this is the true character of the person described in this book as our creator, you don't deserve worship. And that has to be the only true way to get to heaven. Or get to or get whatever afterlife oh. reward you think. That has to be it. There's no way that they they want you to respect, love, and have reverence for that entity. There's no possible way. None. That is the Bible is God's Facebook history, and you're supposed to cancel God. You're supposed to you're supposed to read it and be like, I'm appalled. I gotta cancel you. The 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 the, the the prostitute that was dismembered in twelve into twelve pieces after being gang raped all night. After that story made the cut, I had to bow out. I was like, "This is too much. This is too horrific." Yeah. Gosh, bro, this you're is it. This it, is it. And you're supposed to be appalled, but if you can see it and make sense of it, well, you know, God's ways are too mysterious. His ways are above our ways. There's nothing we can do. Into the fire but, pit. No, no, it's but it's not even just into the fire pit. It's that that's why you failed the test because you're you're bending your morality to your tribalism. Right, right. You're you're not creating your tribalism based on your morality. You got it ass backwards. That's the test. Bars. Do you read it and say, "Oh shit, I I can't justify my behavior with this because I I have moral." I have moral a conundrum with this, or I've, I I take issue with it. Yeah, it all it all lines up, dude. It's tough, man. It it's, is. It's a tough call because you know it tells you that you're not supposed to question and you know right. fear of God. Like so, all of these little nuggets and seeds are in there. But that would also be in there if you per say okay, say you purposely wrote it for that. If you were writing a story where you purposely wanted people to at the end of it not identify with the person you propped up as the hero. Of course, there would be all of these little morality traps in there. Well, if you question God, you go to hell. Like, you got to be willing to take that stand, right? You got to be right. William Wallace. Well, if you're going to gut me in front of everybody, then I'll just have to deal with it. Because I understand the stance that I'm taking will ignite and empower the people that come after me. And they might be the ones to overthrow your fucking disgusting reign of terror. But you don't just kowtow. That's not how you do it. Yeah, bro. That Yeah. I, got, it's, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody else ever. <laughs> ever ever as far as i'm concerned it's a document that you're supposed to be disgusted with and if you're not you read it wrong yeah you read it wrong what else what other conclusion could you come to especially with with what we're trying to create in at for humanity with the life that people want to live you can't tell me that this is in, in alignment with that it's impossible it's impossible it sets the standard if i had the ability okay if you had the ability to make motherfuckers disappear. So there's some people over there, they're doing some terrible shit. I don't like what they're doing. It's, it's a blight on the land. So you know what? You know, you, you twinkle your nose like bewitched and they're not there anymore. They're gone. Now you go over there and you plant some new trees, you do some plants and you sage the whole space and you reclaim it. You don't say, all right, all y'all get a bunch of knives and go over there and stab all these motherfuckers. That's, that's not what you do if you have the possibility of just removing them with a thought. You don't send people to stab and, and bring back the spoils of war, which are teenage girls. That doesn't seem like the best course of action to me. So, yeah, this the Bible code 
has been officially unlocked. <laughs> and I would love, I would love to hear anybody debate that position by explaining why the alternative, whereas making excuses for the entity and bending your morality to accept why all these horrible things are okay because the entity did it. I'd love to hear you argue that without sounding like a complete and total scumbag. Holy, because if you think you just, okay, if, if you're debating an atheist who doesn't believe in the Bible and you're trying to prove that God is real, like that's a totally different stance. When you present it as some Willy Wonka shit, you're supposed to give the gobstopper back at the end. That's the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point. And the gobstopper is the Bible in this, in this equation. You're supposed to read that and be like, nah, son, keep this shit. I'm out. We we identify with the kid in Willy Wonka. We know why he won. We know what Willie was doing. We completely understand the ruse, but you won't apply that to the Bible. Right. And the chocolate factory is going to outlive both of them. So mm. the, he wants to make sure, hey, you're taking on something bigger than yourself. I want to make sure you're responsible with it. At the core so, of your being. Yeah. At the core of your being. And this was a kid... Not a rich kid who could have candy anytime he want. This was a person who may have never gotten another piece of candy for the rest of his life. Born in a manger. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And so it, it doesn't take any mental gymnastics. Bro, it's Will, it's literally Willy Wonka. If you don't understand, like, why did Willy pretend to be bad though? Like, if you don't get that then you're not ready for this conversation. But if you understand <laughs> the plot, if what you was, understand the plot of Willie Parker. going on Willie? Yeah, why was really? he acting like that? You see how he yelled at him at the end? He just said, good day, sir. That's, not, that's weird. <laughs> I would have kept that gobstopper. Fuck Willie. Fuck him. Yeah, right. right. That's right. You would have. And he would it. have to... That, that's the greatest lesson that kid was ever going to learn. And you can guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt that when it was time for him to pass the factory down, what what you can't create a better metric. Right. You can't come up with a better metric. You got to do the same thing Willie did. 40, 50 years later, you got to do the same thing because it's a perfect, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. I'm going to make you disgusted with me. And if you're not disgusted with me by the end of this, you don't belong here. Because mm. it's so easy to be nice, right? To to fluff it up. Everybody's going to want, everybody wants to stay, but you never find out anything about their character. The only way you find out something about that character is to draw the wedge between you and your establishment and everybody who wants to come in. You draw the wedge and make them draw the line in the sand and see if they have integrity over everything else. Fuck. So the so the exercise of reading God's Facebook and canceling God, it's it sounds really, really super duper harsh. I know it'll hurt the ears of, of very religious people, and I, I certainly um I can empathize with that. But if you really think about it, you're you're taking on the understanding that okay, I saw that this was full of shit, but in that exercise, like I connected with something higher in terms of what morality is. Like that made me feel some kind of way of seeing it like that. You know, like this is wrong. Like I had to go through this whole exercise to even 
So yeah, I, I completely got this um, tribalistic impulse out of my system so I can see from like a bird's eye view about right or wrong, right? Like that's something that outlives yourself. There's like a legacy aspect to that. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. the chocolate factory. So you could say, oh, well, it's all bullshit because you basically just told me that the Bible isn't true. Like, mm, no, I, I told you that if it's a test and it and it forces you to examine some things to where you could say, you know what, I'm OK with canceling this. Like, like you said, I'm OK with giving the gobstopper back. You still walk away with a, a an intensely enhanced moral framework from which to live. Yeah, You know what I mean? There's yeah. something valuable in that, and it's a legacy that if you instill in the other lives that you bring into the world, there's there's a value in that. There's a value, and the alternative, and it's, it's all full circle, the, the alternative is, okay, you put on glass condoms, <laughs> and you just try to fill that hole, the meaning, and some people fill it with religion and miss the point of it. Missed yeah, the point of it. So you you broke the Bible code. I can't even. I just this this. I, I want to say a lot of this is uh, collective um, think tanking. That was that was all you on that conclusion. I, I just I sprinkled in some um, some observations, but that, very that was, valuable observations. It, by the but way. but listen, this was this was powerful and poignant and on point enough that I I think f as a matter of record, like you know, I got I got to make sure. This this was not a collect. That stroke of genius was on you. Wow. I'm thank you, wow. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much better. I've been confused for a long. Like, what are y'all doing with this thing? Like, it does seem silly. It does. It really does. But this puts it all in perspective. With with with, and there's so much media. Like, I'm gonna be looking for this stuff now. To other um, examples of that same lesson taking place because I know it's all through. It's, it's in a lot of media. It's, an, it's not just Willy Wonka. That was one of the perfect ones because it, it's such a big part of the plot, you know what I mean, and the reveal at the end and everything. But there's a lot of that in media. And I think it could be one of those things where there's a, a message in the matrix that keeps reemerging and trying to teach us something. And, and we just miss it. We just miss it on a grander scale. We don't apply that same lesson to other works and other literature and other paradigms. We just keep it boxed into, oh, that was a cool thing Willie did in the movie. Dude, but I think it's a much larger lesson there. Dude, and you know what's so much, was was just an additional layer of brilliance on that is that it, it kind of makes it, it kind of makes it, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's the best, because, okay, because if you take that away from people, right, you, you're going to offend a lot of people like atheists. Atheists and religious people, they fight, you know, whether God exists, right? But this is something where it's like, no, 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 I'm not saying your God doesn't exist. I, 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 it could all be true, but what you're supposed to conclude from your book is totally off. Right. But your God could have set that up so that it's there. Right. And right. that's the lesson. So it's kind of a really, it's a really brilliant um, compromise that kind of accommodates both, both, both sets of people that would be appalled one way or another. Because mm. the atheists get the win like, oh yeah, I've been saying this bullshit for years. And you were right, sir. Yeah, but even though it was bullshit, it was still a test from a God that it exists. Right. You are also right, sir. Right, right. Now, 
now you can both be nice to each other and not be dicks. Otherwise, both of you miss the point. Right. You see, you see how how that's such a a high functioning concept when you add that little piece of it. This Every... is called this building itself. It's wow. Just, it's, that and the giant Asian piece, penis <laughs> deity. Early When you put it into a corporeal being, it's it all. It's 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 foolproof. Mm-mm-mm. You can't argue against it. Well, listen, I'm uh, I'm ha- I'm spent. Yeah, as you should be. <laughs> understandably, <laughs> understandably. And now we need now that we've conjured up this 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 new neo traditional gospel, we need to start reaching the lost. We need to get our um our return caller. We're gonna we're gonna get her on and we're gonna counsel her. We're gonna tell her about the furry Baphomet, and she's gonna be happy. She's gonna stop accusing, um you know people of having AIDS and gay sex with her husband. That seems like a mean, a mean spirited thing. Like either you believe it and you know, that's, that's a little, you know, at that point, like, why are you even calling? Facts. Like that, that, that's not, you're not going to win that. Oh <laughs> he's, no. Oh, if he's no. got, if, if he's his Joe Rogan now, and there's nothing you can do. What are you calling? You declared it was, he's lost. My Joe Rogan. <laughs> that was your words. <laughs> Oh, dude, that that yeah. was absolutely amazing. I had no idea that when we started this, that this is where it was going to end. As usual, the path yeah. to truth is often a meandering path, and, and we've been consistently willing to brave that terrain to to get here. Mining absurdity, harvesting practical mysticism. And mm-hmm. dude, if, if that wasn't tonight, I don't know what is, dude. I really don't. I don't know what else you want from us at this point. We we've built such a such a beautiful structure here. This that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. I feel so much better. I feel like the disgust that I've had for so long. <laughs> so, now if it doesn't feel misplaced, it does. If it's like this is exactly what you were supposed to feel, my son. Thank you. Thank you for seeing through the facade and being disgusted with me. Thank yeah. you. You're supposed to. And now. Go go herd my sheep and bring them to your compound. Right, right. Absolutely. Now we just got to find a name for this sect of Christianity that believe God's what wants you to be disgusted with him. <laughs> That's the only true access pass to the afterlife is being disgusted at the actions handed to you in this book. That's the only way you get in. We, ha- we have our homework cut out for us, sir. Wow. Man, that was absolutely amazing. I appreciate you. That was uh that thread was pulled out at the perfect time. I think this is gonna help somebody. This is gonna help a lot of people actually. Uh, it's already helped so. me. <laughs> it's already helped me by many orders of magnitude. I'm very happy right now. Good. This is the way. That's all I got. This is the way. <laughs> That's all I got. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna get out of here, man. I think we've we've done enough heavy lifting this evening. So uh, you enjoy the rest of the night, and uh, we'll be talking soon. I'm sure. You as well. Always a pleasure, brother. Take it easy. All right, man. Bless. Peace.